0: Corinthians 14, 7 and 8, Paul wrote to the church, and even things without life-giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? Or if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So today, we're going to talk about the sound of the trumpet. Let's pray for the lesson today. Lord, we love you and thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the life it gives, for the faith it births in our life. and Lord, for the wisdom it gives us to live. Lord, I pray today that we'll hear it, hear what the Spirit is saying. Let it change us, make us better, get us ready to meet you, Lord, and to do the work for the kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise before you're seated this morning. What a great God. What a great God. God is great. You can be seated. God bless you. First Corinthians. Good good stuff in this letter. Even things without life. Things without a life-giving sound. So there's, in other words, anything that doesn't have breath. He said, it's still important to know that everything has a distinct sound to it. And if it didn't, how would you know how to even live in the world? How would you know how to get out of the way of something if, you know, if you're going down the road and a car's coming and the guy goes to honk the horn, but instead of a horn, it just sounds like wind blowing. Well, you don't know to get out of the way. We're used to hearing horns honking. We jump. Hey, what's going on? You know, we, we we're used to sounds. That's why people who uh, don't even have sight can still identify things just by sound. Sound is so important uh, in this life. I can remember as a child and you probably remember it too there was a fisher price toy and it was a wheel with a little arrow in the middle of it and had a farmer on it. And all around the wheel there were all these different barnyard animals and you'd turn the arrow there and you'd pull that string this is the duck what? You know, and so you you never put it on the duck, and it sounded like the horse, unless you broke the toy. But but that's how we learned to identify what animals do. That's why a mom and dads will say, "What's the cow say and The little baby's going moo instead of barking or meowing or anything like that. We we learn that things have a sound. We identify them by that sound, and and God gave them that sound for a reason. You know. They don't speak English like we do, but animals talk to each other. They make sounds that communicate to each other and, and they have to be able to do that so that they can live and, and multiply and you know they, they have mating calls and things like that. And and that's how they go through their life with these sounds. And we need these distinct sounds in the world so that there's not chaos everywhere. Really, what if, you know, every time a, f- a phone rang, it sounded like someone screaming their head off? Sometimes it sounds like that anyway, but, but you know, it, it would startle you, scare you. You know, what, what if every time you touch the brakes in your car, all of a sudden it sounded like a bomb going off? I mean, you, you, I mean just you know, sounds, distinction of sounds, where they are, they help keep the world in a good place, uh, help us to, to hear. Because we hear so many times in Scripture, he that hath an ear, let him hear. But having ears to hear does not help if the sound's not right. I want to hear the right thing. I want to hear what the Spirit is saying, and I want to be able to hear what is going on in my life. And so Paul wrote this. Uh, There must be a distinction. And he said, because if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, then who shall prepare himself to the battle? So probably uh, Paul was being a a Hebrew of the Hebrews as he described himself. He was very zealous in the traditions of his fathers. He knew the the scripture uh, of Moses and uh, very well was taught by one of the greatest teachers of that time and um, that he was referencing Numbers chapter 10 where it talks about the use of trumpets. I'll read a few verses here in Numbers 10. The Lord spake to Moses, so God set this up. Make two trumpets of silver, of a whole piece you'll make them, so you can use them for the calling of the assembly and the journeying of the camps. They got to have a different sound to know which one you're supposed to do. Said, when they shall blow with them, all the assemblies shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one, then the princes, which are head of the thousands of Israel, they'll gather unto thee. And when you blow an alarm, the camps that lie in the east part will go forward. But when you blow an alarm the second time, the camps that lie on the south shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for their journeys. They listened for the sound of the trumpet. You remember being in school? grade school we're going to do a test come over the intercom and when you hear this sound this siren that means go in the hall ball up and put a book on top of your head a tornado's coming i don't know what the book was supposed to do i guess it's supposed to protect us but uh you know but we heard when, when you'd be sitting sometimes they would do a fire drill you know it sounded different, but you'd be sitting in class working. All of a sudden, that thing would go off, and you knew it was time to get up, get in a single file line, get out. So these sounds. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but you won't sound an alarm. You don't sound an alarm to gather everybody in. It's a different sound. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. In other words, the sounds, the distinction of sounds is something that God set in order forever. If you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemies. God said, when I hear you make this certain sound, I'm going to come save you from your enemies. Man, I tell you, that's saying something. Paul made another statement in 1 Corinthians. Uh, If you drop down to verse 10, he said, There are so many kinds of voices in the world, and not one single voice is without significance. Your voice matters to God. I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. One writer said, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. You need to know that your voice, uh, you, you think, well, I'm just small, I'm just this. I'm just... But Paul wrote it here, and he wrote it uh, under the unction of the Holy Ghost when he wrote this, that there is not a single voice in this world that is without significance. From the smallest of us to the biggest of us to the youngest of us to the greatest of us, We have a voice that can touch the throne of God. Come on. If we call on the name of the Lord, we shall be saved. But let me tell you, there's not not an age range in there. He didn't say from this age or from this culture or from this um, social status or this economy. He just said, and they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When I hear their voice, they're going to be saved. But you've got to cry out what you mean. Don't try to beat around the bush with God. He already knows. Just tell him what you're going through. Tell him what you need. Uh, Cry out to him when you need saving. Uh, He gave us a voice so we could praise him. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. There is a, a time when we are crying out in desperation, and God hears that and he comes to save us out of our situation. But there are times where we begin to praise him, and he simply comes to inhabit the praises of his people. Uh, Every voice, every sound of this trumpet uh, that God gave us, it has significance. And we use it uh, in this world. We use it in the church. We use it in our walk with God so everything's not chaos. The Bible says everything should be done decently and in order. Even in the giftings, the spiritual gifts, uh, the gifts that are uh, the speaking gifts, the tongues, all of that, there's order to that, and it should be done decently and in order, so that people are not confused or or wondering what is happening, and it's, you just don't unleash it and 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 do what you want to do with it. There's a, a, it's laid out. Paul laid it out. Said this is what you do, and and he said sometimes it'll be in that unknown tongue. He said, but I would rather speak. Uh, many more words, just in uh, the learned language, in the language that people understand. Because if I'm just speaking in tongues and nobody understands that, it doesn't profit them. But if I can give them a word that they can understand, it can save them. It can save their soul. Every voice is uh, has significance in this world. Don't ever, you know. Sometimes people try to shush people in this world. They don't want to hear their opinions. They don't want to hear their views. They not want to hear anything, and uh, people fight over that. You say, my view's not valid in this, and, and, but it's not like that in the church. You have a voice. Use it. Speak it. Speak it out to God. Use your voice to bless the Lord. Use your voice to edify, to lift up. Use your voice for the good things. He gave us a voice for a reason so we could pray, prophesy, preach, teach. Come on, somebody. He gave us a voice so we could speak life. He gave us a voice so we could uh, say words of faith, and we can use that for good, or as Proverbs says, the power of death and life is in the tongue. We can use it to beat people down or tear them up. You can use it for whatever you want to use it for. But if the trumpet is given an uncertain sound, if it's this way one day and this way the next, who believes anything about who you are? A double-minded man will speak double-minded words. He's double-minded, his his talk will be double-minded, and that's unstable. And nobody knows what to do with you. You've got to, you can't be uh, praising God one day and, and cursing God the next day. Come on. You can't be uh, praying for people to, to be saved and see heaven one day and, and then gossiping about them the next day. Well, uh, the writer in Numbers said there's two trumpets and they both had purpose and it mattered how they were blown and when they were blown. Who would blow them? It mattered. For movement of people, for winning battles, there was a uh, um, uh, reason, There was a meaning to every trumpet, to every alarm. And there was a responsibility. You get this, what I'm saying? Now There's a responsibility to those who held the trumpet to know what sound and what alarm to blow. There is a a responsibility to the church today that we don't just give an uncertain sound. There are a lot of people because they are afraid of what will come against them if they stand up and just preach what the Word of God says, so they have uh, muted that trumpet a little bit. Uh, No, we're not going to blow a trumpet on that issue We're just going to simply blow the trumpet on this issue that God loves everybody. Everybody's going to heaven. That's the tune we're playing. But a lot of people are going to wonder one day uh, what happened because the trumpet gave an uncertain sound and people didn't know how to be saved. If If we're not telling people what it really says, this idea that just pick out what you want to do in the Bible and you'll be saved, That's an uncertain sound because the Bible tells us exactly how to be saved. It tells us exactly what to do to be saved. It tells us that there's no other name where we can be saved except the name of Jesus. It tells us that we have to be born again. We must be. That's Jesus talking now. Uh, that, That trumpet was never untrue. And he said, you must be born again, born of water, born of the Spirit. There's no way around that. That's what it said. Now, the trumpet itself, you know, with numbers, it, by itself, it has no life giving sound. It's, it's not like a Disney movie where all the instruments come to life. It's just there doing nothing until somebody with breath, somebody that God created, somebody that God ordained, somebody that God called, the priest. And so, someone with a life giving sound holds it. Life-giving breath is blown through it. The one holding it, blowing into it, determines the sound that it will make. And in those days, it was a matter of life, death, victory, or defeat. You had to blow the right sound. The one who holds the trumpet holds the fate of those who hear him. He's been given responsibility to give a certain sound. God gave us a commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, go preach repentance and remission of sins in my name beginning at Jerusalem. Don't change that up. I'm giving you the sound. You're the trumpet. Don't give an uncertain sound. Don't tell them something that's not true because you're worried that it might hurt their feelings. You're not trying to hurt their feelings, but you got to tell the truth. You've got to preach the truth. You've got to say, well, this is what the Bible says. Why? I can tell you this. Nobody's ever going to be saved outside of God's word. Never. Never be saved outside God's word. Doesn't matter how good a person they are, unless they obey the gospel. The Scripture says, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Have they not heard, one writer said, Have they not heard it? They did hear it. for The sound went into all the earth. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. That trumpet is being sounded in the land today. But there's been a lot of, you know, in the music industry, there are different kinds of trumpets so that they can get different sounds and the band that they're playing in, but uh, you don't buy this one certain trumpet. I'm I'm not a musician. I just know that they are things, (laughs) but I don't know exactly how all that music stuff works, but I do know that you buy this kind of trumpet for this type of sound, and you buy this type of trumpet for this type of sound, and if you buy the one for this type of sound, you don't try to play that type of sound, just like if you are an alto, quit trying to sing tenor, or if you're a tenor, quit trying to sing soprano. Sing the part that you're supposed to sing. The uh, choir director said, amen. He said, I want to be a tenor, I want to be a tenor. Then quit singing alto. Sing the tenor part. That's what you're supposed to do. And so God gave us uh, these trumpets, this voice. And what we say, what we speak, what sound we make has got to come from this book. From this word. Not, not from books. Not from history. Not the internet. Get off the internet. Quit, quit going to papers and, and, and councils and researching what they did and this and that. Uh, just simply, th- this is enough to save the world right here. It's enough. Now, for information, points of information and studying, sure, look at some things. But if anything that goes outside of this word, false doctrine. False doctrine. If it goes outside of this word, if they say we decided to change the way people could be baptized and they did, I'm not calling nobody out, no no organizations out, but you can look it up and study it and you will see where a certain organization, they decided we're going to change the way that we baptize people and we're not going to baptize them in the name of Jesus anymore. We're going to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. We do that too, but we simply know the name and his name is Jesus. And you won't find nobody anywhere in the Bible that was baptized after, after the church was birthed. Nobody was ever baptized in any fashion except in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the way they did it. That's the way the church should still be doing it. That's the certain sound. That's the sound that the trumpet needs to be making. Yep, you'll never do any greater thing. I heard Brother Mangan say it again last night you'll never have any greater thing happen to you than to be water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins because that is the only way that your sins can be washed away. You can't pray hard enough for your sins to go away. You've got to obey the gospel. That's the sound of the trumpet. And the one who holds it has a responsibility or, how can people prepare? How will they know? What will they do? That's what the, uh, the eunuch on the chariot going through the desert told Philip when Philip said, Do you understand what you're reading here? Do you know how can I accept some man? Teach me. Somebody tell me. Tell me what this means. And he said that Philip began at that verse and preached Jesus unto him. And when they saw water, the, the eunuch immediately automatically he's, Well, here's water. What is hindering me from being baptized? If you believe, nothing. And they went both down into the water and he baptized that eunuch in Jesus' name. The scripture says the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. And that uh, uh, rejoicing is tied in with infield. We can just make that safe assumption that he was filled with the Holy Ghost because he was rejoicing as he went his way. And so I I believe today that, that Philip, because he played the right sound, he, he he didn't. Uh, well, I know you're from another culture, and maybe I, I don't want to offend you, and it may what you. But he just told him, "This is what the scripture said." When Paul found uh, disciples of John, he didn't beat around the bush. He said, "Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed?" We haven't heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Well, then, how were you baptized? Wait a minute, Paul. We you know we that group, we don't believe you gotta be baptized and all that stuff. I said, if you want to, sure. Well, that's yeah, you know what? That statement's correct. If you want to. But if you don't, hmm. so but he said, How were you baptized? Well, John the Baptist, he baptized us. Oh, okay. Well, you know, here's what John said when he was crying aloud and 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 spared not when he was crying out in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord. He said, there's one coming, mightier than I. He's a lamb of God, and he's going to save his people from their sins, and and he's going to wash those sins away, and you need to believe in Jesus. And when they heard these things, now get it. Guess who baptized Jesus? John the Baptist. and He baptized these men. These men were baptized like Jesus was baptized. But when they heard this, they were all baptized again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because that is the trumpet for the church. That is the trumpet of the gospel, of the saving gospel. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And that's simply, those are all words in red. and, And we need to know that that's the sound that the trumpet's got to be making. We've got to give a certain sound. And then he laid his hands on them and they received what they had not heard of. They received the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That is the certain sound that God is asking the church to to cry out into this world today. Isaiah, uh, he was not shy about what he wrote when the Lord told him. He didn't try to water it down, but he said, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Your voice should be a voice that, that makes a sound that will gather people. It should also be a, make a sound that will warn people, that will tell people something's coming. It should be a sound that goes out so that people uh, know, hey, I need the Lord God in my life. I need a Savior. I need the gospel. I need to know what to do. The day of Pentecost, uh, Peter was preaching, and the Jews were pricked in their heart, and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter didn't mess around. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There ain't no other trumpet to play when it comes to salvation. That is the new birth story. That is how we are born again. Baptism in Jesus' name and in filling of the Holy Ghost. That is the sound of the trumpet. Cry aloud and spare not. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm trying to hurt their feelings. I'm not being malicious. not being vindictive. I'm trying to be ugly to nobody. But why would they even be mad at me if I simply told them what the Bible says? I can take your Bible if you'd like me to and show it in your Bible. So either you read that and ignore it or you just bypass it but it's in there. And if we are saved and live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God according to Scripture, I mean, come on. If, if we're sanctified by truth, His word is truth. If, if in the book of Revelation it calls Jesus Christ the word of God, why would we skip anything? I'm going to skip it, but I'm going to sound that trumpet. He said, Show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Show it to them. Show it to them. Jacob, Israel, show Israel They said, Show my people. Show them where they're missing the mark. Play that trumpet right. Don't coddle them with it, don't water it down. Don't try to change it so they won't get upset at you. If they get upset, shame on them. Why would you be upset with somebody trying to keep you out of a fiery hell? Why would you try to be upset with somebody that just simply wants to see you blessed in your life? Cry loud and spare not. Is everybody going to like it? Nope. Everybody don't like trumpets. They surely don't like trumpets when it comes to their salvation but not you, not I, or no one. No one. Paul said like this. i, I tell you what, church, here you go. If, if I come or any other apostle or any other angel from heaven come preaching any other gospel than what we've already preached, let him be counted as a curse. Get rid of him. And then he said it again. Said it twice. You need I, No, you didn't hear me the first time. Get it. I preached this gospel to you. You've seen signs and miracles and revelations through me. But if I ever change what I came preaching, kick me out because I've got to give a certain sound. We're not, uh, you know, we're not all going uh, on the uh, everybody's road. Ain't leading to the same place. Oh, we're all going to the same. We all worship the same God. We just call them by a different name. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not true. There is one God. Hear, O oh Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Let me tell you, the Bible says in that day there'd be one Lord and his name would be one. You, know, you just call him anything you want to. His name shall be one. So we, we take this trumpet and we warn people. We warn the, the ones that we love. And, and we don't stop. It's not because we're judgmental, we're not legalistic, we're not overbearing, we're not even trying to meddle. But listen, and guess, regardless of the attitude or condition of the hearer, the voice of the trumpet must ring true. Regardless of the climate of the century we live in, the voice of the trumpet must ring true. We cannot, ch- listen, culture changes, but, but the Word of God doesn't change. Time will change. Hey, we may get one day to flying cars. Who knows? We might get to flying cars. Are they doing this AI stuff now? Who knows when you won't see someone walking down the street? No, it ain't a someone. It's a, it's a something. They, they, they're developing these robots and things. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. I'm like, I've seen the Terminator. Uh, this don't end well. Yeah, and, and that's funny, I know, but, it, but they, they, there's no telling what is this world we'll see as time marches on. There's no telling the things that man, man is just constantly trying to create something. They're trying to be God. They, they want to create life. They, they're going to try to put a, you, you wait, they're going to try to build one of these things and they're going to make the statement, it has a soul. That's coming. It's alive. It's real life. If you shut it down, you're killing it. You're murdering it. It has a life because it's learning. It's thinking. I feel the Holy Ghost. These things are coming on the world, and they're going to want to, us to embrace this technology as a, a creation of God. It's a creation of man. So we've got to make sure that we are blowing the trumpet, sounding the alarm, sound, and blowing that trumpet of salvation. This is how we get in. This is how we make it home. This is how we hear him say, well done. This is what we do. This is how we stand. We stand with this trumpet, this certain sound. And boy, when people hear that sound, it's up to them to ignore it
1: or to obey it.
0: The one blowing the trumpet, he's off the hook. I gave the alarm. If you decided not to run, that's on you. Reminds me of, I was deer hunting one time a few years ago. So quiet in the woods that evening. It was late winter. It was almost over. And it was just really quiet. I mean, nothing moving. And within just about 10 seconds, it sounded like every squirrel in the wood came alive. And they wasn't making them cute little squirrel. You could tell they were upset. And I could see some of them, but they were doing that long bark, tails twitching like that. And I said, what has got this? And they just started here, and it was just moving, everywhere. It was all around, just like surround sound, squirrels everywhere going nuts. Said, what is happening? And I looked, and I saw this bobcat easing through the bushes. One squirrel saw him. said, I'm about to let all my kin know. Hey, if you don't want to be dinner for something, I'd better get off the ground get up in the tree, let somebody, it was, I mean, it was just going on, and if I didn't have this mic on, I would imitate it, but it would blow up, but I'm telling and it went on until that, finally, that bobcat went off up through the woods and directly started, and it was quiet again, but I didn't see that bobcat catch nothing. Everybody knew there's something wrong going on. Hold on, you know, Oh, ain't one you know, of those stupid squirrels on the ground. They, ain't, they just always barking about something. Ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> He's supper. There's a lot of people. We've been hearing that the Lord's going to come back since we was a kid. Where's the promise of his coming? We've been hearing this forever. And one day there's going to be a trumpet. And it's going to give a certain sound. It ain't going to be a different sound for different countries or different cultures or different denominations. It's going to be one trump, one sound, that trump, the trump of God. It's going to sound, and the dead in Christ are going to rise. They're all going to hear that, they're going to know it's time to get up. Then we which are alive and remain to be caught there with them, and it'll be that trumpet. God has always had watchmen. Always had watchmen. In Isaiah 62 and 6 He said I have set watchmen upon thy walls O Jerusalem Which shall never hold their peace Day nor night And ye that make mention of the Lord Keep not silence This ain't time To be quiet This is not a time to throw your hand over your mouth And, and be quiet This is a time to tell people Jesus is coming back The trumpet's going to sound uh, I know that Yeah, they heard that in in there. The disciples, they had heard that when they were with Jesus. They heard that. Paul preached it way back then. Peter preached it way back then. We're still preaching it today and we are closer to the coming of the Lord than we have ever been before. This time is just evident that there are more signs of the time fulfilling. Does that mean I'll see him in my lifetime? No, because I'm not promised tomorrow. Neither are you. But if the Lord uh, gives me life for another 20 or 30 years, boy, you could believe it's going to happen. We're going to see it. Somebody's going to see it. I believe the generation coming up under us is going to see the coming of the Lord. I believe it's going to happen. In Ezekiel chapter 33, he said, Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring a sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast, set him for their watchman.'" If when he sees the sword come upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning, if the sword comes and it takes him away, his blood is on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but he did not take the warning. His blood will be upon him, but he that uh, taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman, here's our warning, if the watchman sees the sword come, and he does not blow the trumpet, and people are not warned. If the sword comes and it takes any person, there's not anybody that doesn't need to hear about Jesus. We don't get to make the distinction that they're not worthy of it, they're not good enough for it, I don't want them kind of people in my church. He said, if it takes any person from among them, and he's taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Oh, mercy. I want to tell you, preach the gospel, as Jesus said, to every creature, every creature that has bread, every person, doesn't matter what they're doing, what their persuasion is right now, what they're going through, how they're living, what's going on. They need to hear about Jesus. Does it mean they're going to accept it? No. That's what he just said. There will be some that will hear the trumpet, but they will not give heed to the warning. But if you decide, well, they won't listen, so you don't blow it, you don't tell it, you don't preach it, then it's required from us because we at a time that we could have told someone and we didn't we didn't do it and so they were lost and taken in their iniquity i will make sure i am giving the right sound in jeremiah chapter 6 and 16 thus saith the lord stand ye in the old ways and seek and ask for the old path where is a good way and walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls but they said, we will not walk therein. It's their decision. Also, I set watchmen over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. We need to listen to the voices of the fivefold ministry that are speaking into our lives because they are given for the perfecting of the saints so that we've come into the fullness uh, of the stature of Christ, this perfect man, complete man, that we come to the unity of the faith. They're giving they're, and that fivefold ministry, you know what the, they're all blowing the same trumpet. Different offices, different giftings, different things, all blowing, just like all the gifts. There's, there's those all different spiritual gifts, but they're all by one spirit. It's one spirit. Is there's different fruit of the spirit, but it's all from. One spirit is the fruit of the spirit, not the spirits. And it's the uh, the gift of the spirit, not the gift of the spirits. They're all one and they're all making the same sound. Some won't like it. That's not for us to decide. It's our job to blow the trumpet. And this is a job that uh, ministry, especially a pastor has, but it's not only the duty of the shepherd, but the sheep as well. So sometimes a shepherd could be watching a huge flock, but he doesn't see everything going on. But if a sheep, they see that wolf sneaking around, they start hollering, and it alerts the other sheep, and they know we're saying the same thing the shepherd would have said. We're doing the same thing. We're trying to raise an alarm, get away, and, and it's for us all to preach this gospel, to be a light to this world, to be salt in this earth, to give a certain sound. In 1 Peter 2 and 9, he said, we are a royal priesthood. We're a royal priesthood. Numbers 10 said the priests were the ones with the trumpet. We've been given a trumpet, church. The Bible says we should show forth praises. We need to Praise him. We need to preach him. We need to prophesy him. We need to pray him. We need to lift our voice. One trumpet, one sound. Unity. United. United we stand. Isaiah said, if we make mention of the Lord, not to keep silent. God gave us a voice. We have a testimony. We have the gospel. We have God. So we use our words and let this world know that there's hope, that there's help, that there's salvation in Jesus. I've referenced this already, but Mark 16, 15 and 16. I'm getting ready. Come to a close. And he said unto them, Go into all the world. Doesn't matter where you go, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes is baptized he that believes and obeys the gospel shall be saved but he that believeth not he that does not obey shall be damned just like it said about the men with the trumpets some will listen and ignore it some will hear it and obey it that's not up to you and I even in the scripture that talks about the parable of the sower he wasn't aiming at places he was just sowing seed i'm sowing it on every type of ground that there is It's up for us to prepare the ground, clear the ground. He said, you just go sow. Sow that seed everywhere you go. It'll grow in some places, others it won't. Because they don't have the ground prepared. We need to give a certain sound for the world and for each other. In Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Why does that matter so much? Because the Bible says, if we believe, we speak. I believe, therefore, so I've spoken. When unbelief enters in, we get quiet. We don't know what sound to give anymore. He says, so take heed, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. When we stop talking about God, we're moving away from God. But exhort one another daily. While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Be surprised how much good it does when you lift your brother or sister up. Daily do it, exhort one another daily. Lift them up, talk to somebody, let them know they're doing good, tell them you're praying for them, let them know you care it can keep them from getting hard in their heart against the Lord the impact of the life giving gospel talking about the Lord cannot be stressed enough and when we do that the body will be healthy lost people will be warned if we give a certain sound we often say if you talk the talk you should walk the walk but I think for the church if we walk the walk we should talk the talk A lot of people say, I'm walking and living for the Lord, but but they've never said anything, never taught a Bible study, never gave their testimony, never witnessed about Jesus. The Bible says for me to be ready always to give an answer for the hope that lies inside of me. You know, Peter was rebuked by Paul. Paul cried aloud and spared not and showed God's people his sin. Because Paul, or Peter, was a Jew and he liked living like a Gentile until the other Jews showed up. But he was trying to get the, the, the Gentiles to, you know, I'm trying to get you to live like Jews, but when the Jews are around or not around, I'm going to live like a Gentile. Paul said, it's not supposed to be this way. You can't get sideways you know, all of a sudden trying to act like you're some, a different level of holiness once the Jewish people walk in the room. He said, man, it got so bad, even uh, the guy that was with him, it might have been Barnabas that was with him, but he said, he, he got carried away with this stuff. Paul said, that's not the way it is. We're not supposed to try to get them to become Jews now. They're following Jesus. You can't just unplug from church on Sunday afternoon, walk out of here, punch your card, your time card, and say, ooh, it's it's a long weekend. It's a long time until next Sunday when I clock in again. When uh, we clock out and we just do anything, talk about anything except the Lord. Maybe some more of our social conversations ought to be about Jesus, about the church, not about every other thing in the world. No gossip, lies, inappropriate language. Paul said in Colossians three and eight. And you can stand with me. He said, "Put all filth communication out of your mouth. That'll just mess the trumpet up." You know, I remember. I think you know why. I, I think why I never took up playing horns when we had music at school, because there's one very nasty thing about horns. That spit valve. I couldn't handle it, and it, while you're playing it, all that spit gathers in that thing. You have to drain it and clean it, or it'll ruin the instrument. That's, that was it. That was enough for me. When they they, they gave us a demonstration of that, Mm-mm. I said, "Well, I'll be playing sticks or something. <laughs> I'm ringing that little triangle, whatever. I'm not I don't know none of that nasty stuff." But Paul said. Keep the nasty stuff out of your mouth because you're playing a trumpet. There's a world to win. and There's a world to warn. And if not us, who's going to do it? If it's not us, then who? Lift your voice like a trumpet and be certain of the sound you give so you can be a blessing to others in this world. Let's lift our hands and pray. Lord, thank you today for your word. Thank you, God, for just instructing us and, Lord, giving us a a clear, precise direction through the Scripture today. Lord, that we should lift up a certain sound. Lord, that we should be preachers of the gospel, light of the world, salt of the earth. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the surety of it. I pray today, God, that we'll be encouraged and challenged. Lord, that we'll play that trumpet in the right tune. That We'll play that trumpet in the right tune note that we'll do what we're supposed to do for you God oh God give us a burden Lord to cry aloud and spare not to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord to tell somebody about your hope and your mercy today thank you Lord we ask it in Jesus name praise the Lord the mercy of the Lord endureth forever that's part of that trumpet You never change that tune there's always mercy Everything, every time you preach, preach with mercy. When you sing, sing with mercy. When you witness, witness with mercy. When you correct somebody, do it in mercy. Do it hard and ugly. Do it through mercy. Because that's the way Jesus got us. Amen.